Good morning. Welcome to the Panera Bread Bible Study, normally held at the Panera Bread in Matthews, North Carolina, in the public square at 10 a.m. every Tuesday. We obviously weren't there today, but uh, we are gathering virtually here on the Gospel Call podcast. I'm your host, Russ McCullough, and we want to cover uh, this morning what we would have covered had we been at the Panera Bread in Matthews. Uh, Just in case you don't know where that is, when normality resumes, Panera Bread Matthews is on Highway 51 in front of the Target store in Matthews near very near the intersection of Highway 51 and Independence Boulevard. Easy to find. You can just Google Panera Bread Matthews and it'll take you right there. We sit right out in the open. You cannot miss us. Uh, Just look for the open Bibles. So we hope to see you when we resume physical Bible study in the public square at Panera Bread in Matthews, Lord willing, in the very near future. Today we are continuing our study in the book of Hebrews, and we want to uh, consider uh, the passage that is found by the Hebrew writer, Hebrews chapter 10, beginning with verse 5 through verse 14. Hebrews 10, verse 5 through verse 14. Let us read it. I'm reading out of the New King James Version, which I use for this particular study because most everybody there uses the King James, and the New King James is more familiar than the English Standard Version, which I normally use for preaching. So here we go. Here, the Word of God. Hebrews 10, verse 5, beginning. Therefore, when he came into the world, he said, Sacrifice and offering you did not desire, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you had no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come. In the volume of the book, it is written of me to do your will, O God. Previously saying, Sacrifice and offering, burnt offerings, and offerings for sin you did not desire, nor had pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law. Then he said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God. He takes away the first, that he might establish the second. By that we will have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus, Jesus Christ, once for all. And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never be take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God from that time, waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. 
So there is the passage we want to consider uh, today. We want to just briefly for a moment give an overview of the work of Christ when he came into the world. And then we want to talk about very particularly and in detail, what is this body? Uh, twice in this passage, he references his body. Uh, in verse 4, he recalls uh, Psalm 40, but a body you have prepared for me. And then again, in verse 10, he references the offering of the body of Jesus Christ. We want to focus on just what is the body of Christ. We use this term often, but we want to look in detail exactly what does the Bible mean when it uses the phrase, the body of Christ, or references the body of Christ. What is that? What is that physically? What is that spiritually? What is it representing? Of What is the power that is uh, the body of of Christ. But before we look at the body in terms of a word and what it means, we want to just briefly overview the work of Christ. First of all, it says he came into the world. He left heaven and he came here. Uh, John chapter 1 verse 14 says that he came and dwelt among us. He came and tabernacled with us. He made his home with men in a physical body in the physical created earth. He dwelt with us. He lived with us for 33 years. Uh, number two, uh, it was the body that came to the world that was prepared by God. God prepared his body. Uh, number three, the Bible says that he came to do something. What was he came to do? He came to do the will of God. And what was that will of God? It tells us very clearly that will of God was to take away the first covenant that he may establish a second and perfect covenant, one that never will need replacing. And uh, he says that uh, he came uh, to sanctify through the offering of his body, came to sanctify or to set aside or to make holy by means of the offering of his body. And referencing this offering in verse 12, he says that this offering was made once for all, one sacrifice for sins forever. So he offered his body. It was a sacrifice for sins forever. No need for any more sacrifices after the sacrifice of the body of Christ. And then the Bible says the next thing he sat down at the right hand of God, obviously to rule with God. And then he sums this up in verse 14. For by one offering, the offering of his body, he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. He's with this one singular powerful offering that supplants every other offering, making unnecessary for any more offerings to ever to be made. 
for any reason. Uh, he, per, he perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Who are being sanctified? The members of his body, the members of the church of Christ, those who have repented of their sins and have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, have had the gift of the Holy Spirit given to them and have been added to the church, added to the body. And these are the sanctified. And the sanctified, the set aside, are perfected forever. How? By the offering of this one perfect body. So now, with that as a background, in this passage, I want us to, for the rest of the time, see what the Bible says regarding the body. The body that was prepared, the body that was the perfect sacrifice, what is this body? Well, we're going to start and talk about the various passages where the body is referenced in the New Testament in regards to Christ. What is it? How is it described? Well, first of all, we'll start with Matthew 26 and verse 26, and also 1 Corinthians eleven twenty-four. Both of these passages are parallel, and the body of Christ in these two passages references something specific, and that is the body of remembrance. During the Lord's Supper, on each first day of the week, when we gather around the Lord's table, we do a number of things, and one thing that we do is to remember the body and the blood of Jesus Christ represented by the unleavened bread and the fruit of the vine. So, the body in these two passages, the body of remembrance, that which we remember. When we remember the body of Christ, that is what is meant in this passage, the body of remembrance. Matthew 27, 58, the physical body of the dead Lord being removed from the cross is referenced. So it means the dead body of the Lord. In John 2, 21, uh, the body of Christ is noted here as the temple of the Lord. The, the, the God dwelt in, in the body of Christ while on earth. That is why Christ is called by specific name, Emmanuel, God with us, the temple of the Lord. Romans chapter 8, verse 10, the body is that in which Christ dwells. He, uh, dwells in the body. And uh, Romans 12, verse 4, the body is that which in which many members congregate. That which in many members congregate. That's the body of Christ. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 12 and Romans 12, 5, the church is the body of Christ. And 1 Corinthians 6, 19, the body of Christ is the temple of the Holy Spirit. The, uh, rather, the, our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit in which he dwells. Uh, Romans, uh, excuse me, 1 Corinthians 10, 16. Uh, the body is that which we commune, the cup of blessing. Uh, so this is the body, uh, that which we commune, the cup of blessing. 
1 Corinthians 11.29, the body is that which is to be discerned. In the partaking of the Lord's Supper, we are to discern or to understand, reflect upon, meditate upon the body of Christ. Uh, 1 Corinthians 12.13, the body is that which we are baptized into. That which we are baptized into. We're baptized into the body of Christ. 1 Corinthians 12.25 The body is that which has no schism. (laughs) The body of Christ has no division. You'll forgive me for drinking water here. As I'm in the self-imposed... quarantine, whatever you want to call it, I don't talk much during the day. And then when I record, uh, it gets a little raspy sometimes, so forgive me for uh, taking a a drink of water every now and then. Uh, So the body of Christ has no divisions, no schisms. 1 Corinthians 12, 27. We are the body, the members in particular. We are the body of Christ. Ephesians 1, 22 and 23, it says that the church is his body. Ephesians 2, 16, the body is the reconciliation of God. Those whom God has reconciled back to himself is the body of Christ. Ephesians 3, the body is the gathering of the fellow heirs. We are fellow heirs with Christ, and we gather together in the body. Ephesians 4 and 4, the Bible says there's only one body. Christ has but one body. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12, uh, the body is that which is edified. If we're being edified by God, uh, we are in the body. The body is the gathering of the edified. Ephesians 5, 23, the body is uh, that which uh, he is the Savior. Christ is the Savior of the body. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 30, uh, the body is that which we are members. We are members of his body. Um, Colossians 1.18, the body is that which Christ is the head. Christ is the head of the singular body. Colossians 2.17, the body is the shadow of heaven to come. The, the church of Christ is the shadow of the body of Christ, all the members of all time that will gather in heaven, and the church is a shadow of heavenly reality now temporarily as we are in this veil of tears. Colossians 3.15, the body is that to which we are called. We're called to be in the body. We're not called to be out of the body. We're called to be in the body because salvation is found only in the body and not outside the body. And finally, 1 Peter 2, verse 24, the body is that in which Christ bore our sins. The body of Christ that was on the cross of Calvary was the vehicle, the vessel, as it were, in which Christ bore the sins of all of us. And that is what the body means biblically as we contemplate verse 4 of Hebrews 10. 
excuse me, verse 5 of Hebrews 10. But a body you have prepared for me, and also verse 10 of chapter 10, by that which we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So, until next time, let us reflect upon the body of Christ, the most precious sacrifice ever that was made. It was made and given but once, and it is perfect. It is good for all time. And there is no need for any further sacrifices whatsoever because the perfect sacrifice of the body of Christ on the cross made salvation possible for all who will have ears to hear and reach out to God in repentance and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and to be added to the body of Christ, which is the church of Christ, the gathering of the saints here on earth, eagerly anticipating our new reality in heaven as we gather with the saints of all ages in the true body of Christ for all eternity. God bless you and we will see you next time.